Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the 100th episode of HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. Jeff, DW with you tonight. We got Mike up. We got Tara Kay. Jason is with us. It is so good to be with you guys. Welcome, guys, to the 100th episode of HopeNet Radio. Yes, 100. 100. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I don't have to episodes. imagine. You don't? Why Because not? we're here. I can only imagine. <laughs> wow, somebody can only imagine. I say, can you imagine? And you say, we don't have to imagine. That's three different perspectives. <laughs> That's right. All right. Just think about that. One of us is right. We don't have to imagine because it is here. See? It is. It's happening right now. So does that mean I'm right? Hundredth episode. Hundred weeks. How many? How many years is that? Uh, it's almost two years. Okay. Technically, but we've been on for two years. It just means that we haven't quite done a, a show every single week. There's been, you know, times we just take a break because breaks are good. Yeah. So, but 100 episodes is pretty awesome. It's radical. Tara K, I'm excited to have you back on the show. You've probably been the longest since we've had you last. I would, I think. It is. How's life? Too long. It's great. Life is great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really good to be back in studio. I miss it. It's even, my life is even better now because I'm back in the studio. But it's been very busy. We had, um, I think the last episode maybe we talked about, I actually have started a position at World Relief in Oshkosh. But we help refugee, resettle refugees all over the Fox Valley. Um, so I do that as my day job, but I still work with trafficking victims and my other ministry, Damascus Road. But we've been really busy resettling lots of families in the area. And it's the end of our year. Uh, our New Year starts in October. So we've been, there's been a big push to get all our families resettled. We've had lots of people come into the Fox Valley, uh, from the Congo, from Iraq, from Cuba, people who had to flee their homeland because of fear of persecution. Um, and civil war. And we've been helping them find homes here, jobs, and get them started on their new life here. Are we doing anything with the uh, people from Syria? That is probably the number one question that I'm asked. Um, we don't know yet. Prob- most likely, yes, we'll have a few families in the area. We've actually, even before all that happened, had been in line to receive a few families from Syria, but last minute changes happened and they were sent to a different office. But I think we will have a few families in our area and we're really excited to help them resettle. I'm sure you guys know the problems, but uh, there's some issues there since 9-11 and the restrictions we have from resettling uh, those from that region is a little bit more tricky. Right. Just because of all the laws and regulations and stuff that are in place now. But I just wondered. Yeah. But, you know, it's been an issue. Some people, A lot of people have expressed concerns about it, but I've just been so blessed to have the opportunity to meet a lot of our families. And really, anybody can have the opportunity. We are always looking for volunteers and people to just be community mentors. So doesn't we have volunteer positions that are specific, but we're also looking for people and churches that are willing to come alongside these families and really get to know them and 
once you get to know them, it's just really amazing. You might not hear their story right away because it can be a very sensitive issue um, from things that they've had to face. But some of them are very open, too, about sharing about what they've experienced. And it's just amazing to me. One day I was helping to set up an apartment and I had um, an Iraqi refugee helping me set up the apartment. And it was for a Congolese family it had just arrived. So he wow. actually knew a few Swahili words. So he was speaking to them in Swahili. I mean, yeah. and this was in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Like, yeah. I just, it was awesome. So did you, did you learn any Swahili words? Okay. Now this is really funny that you say that because you know how to say peeps in Swahili. No, I don't. <laughs> but I had a situation. I'm pretty sure that doesn't exist. It's Swahili. probably the same. Peeps. I did learn. I did learn one Swahili <laughs> phrase, and it wasn't peeps. But we had a situation where there was a, a lady who did not speak, and she only spoke Swahili, and she seemed upset about something. And I could not communicate with her. I had to move her things out of her apartment. I was moving her to a different apartment, but she thought she was coming with me, and I, I just said, "No, you need to stay here for a few minutes." But she couldn't understand what I was saying. And my friend, who's Iraqi, looks at her and says, Hakuna Matata. And she just stopped. She understood. And I guess in Swahili, that means no worries. It really does mean no worries. So I I just laughed because I thought, well, I thought that was just a song on the Lion King. And I didn't know if my Iraqi friend knew that it was actually a song. He said, no, it's Swahili for no worries. That's awesome. (laughs) It was. So now anytime I just get, you know, confusion or I can't communicate, I just say, Kuna Matata. Kuna Matata. (laughs) Yeah. When you you think about language, last night uh, we had club at our church and my wife and I are privileged to run the third to fifth graders and I was running some games and I gave them all kazoos. And uh, one of the races, they had a hum Yankee Doodle in a kazoo before they went in for the prize. And uh, I had them do it in several different languages. So that was very cool. And and they could do it. So the kids in Anagor are very smart. How did you have them do them in different languages? Well, you can hum thinking. in French or Spanish or... <laughs> So they, can, you can do this too, can, Jason. Can you, you can, do can, this. You, can you hum in French for me right now? I can. Now? Mm-hmm. That's French. <laughs> that sounds American to me. No, that was French. You want to hear American? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's American. And that's not American, that would be English. Can I hear, Since when did our language become Kizu? American? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> but, you know, language is interesting. But you can hum. I figured this out. You can hum in any language. So you're kind of fluent in humming. Unless it was sign language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, No, snap. you can hum in sign language. No, you can. <laughs> Except the person you're trying to communicate with wouldn't hear you. Yeah, you'd have to use sock puppets. Yeah. <laughs> look, right now, look at me. I'm, I'm humming in sign language. <laughs> <laughs> but there must be a sign language sign for humming so that you'd be able to tell the person that this person is now humming. I mean, everyone at home was able to see me hum. <laughs> yeah. Because I did in sign language. Uh, you know what? Yeah. This conversation is like going nowhere. Tonight's show, we're going to just reminisce a little bit about the last 99 episodes and tell you a little bit about where we're going in the show in the next 100 because we all have the greatest idea of where this show is going. But no, we always have great conversations. We've had a lot of great conversations. We're going to talk about that as we go on in the show. And Mike, I'm glad you're back with us on the show as well. How is the fall going so far? It's going pretty good. I'm enjoying uh, a little relaxation after a busy summer. And uh, probably the most exciting thing coming up is sometime in October, I will be a dad. So yeah, looking forward closer. to that. Exactly. Oh, wow. We don't know uh, what date it is. It's looking towards uh, October 11th, but which is like right around the corner. Like Yeah, it's like a week away. Yeah. Like that's really crazy. close. So we're pretty excited about that. And I'm sure that 
uh, I might disappear out of studio for a while because I might not have very much sleep. And enjoying dad life, right? That's right. Yeah, so. absolutely. Use that hashtag, dad life. That's hashtag October baby. There you go. I thought about <laughs> saying that, but I kind of refrained from it. <laughs> I refer to more towards uh, coming this postseason. We like baseball uh, terms a little better than movie terms. Oh, so. nice. Do you know if it's going to be a boy or a girl? It's a boy. Awesome. Um, yeah. Nathaniel Timothy. Nathaniel. So. That's such a great name. Yeah, so me. see now, guys are. I just was at my friend's baby shower, and they were all secretive about what the name was going to be. Like, we're not going to reveal. And then, I mean, the child's name was Luke. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> 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 well, it's kind of like that Seinfeld episode, you know, seven. Yes. You just don't want to let that out of the bag too soon. You well, know? you got to have some surprise. Guys aren't really into that. Like, we're not revealing the name. Nah. You gotta have some surprise nowadays. Yeah, I mean, it used to be where the gender was the surprise. Come on now, there there aren't any really. I mean, it still is. They have they have gender reveal parties now. Oh and yeah, creative ways to gender reveal on Facebook. Well, they have to because people are so confused about gender. <laughs> yeah, to figure it out. My favorite too, the gender reveal. They just had the baby right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's also called labor. You know? Oh yeah, delivery. Yeah, gender right. reveal. <laughs> it's there. Yeah, we always figured it out somehow at the end. Yes, yeah. we did. We did. Hey, but you know what? We're all at a different point than we were two years ago when we started this show, and we're going to talk about some of our favorite memories coming up in the show. Join the conversation with us. We are on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Be a part of the HopeNet Radio Tweetback, the 100th episode of HopeNet Radio. And uh, we'll continue this conversation when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show, the show where conversations save lives. HopeNet Radio, Jeff DW, your host tonight on the show. Thanks for joining us. Remember, anytime you need to chat, you can chat with a live coach at HopeNet360.com, especially if this has been a difficult time for you. Maybe fall has been stressful. Maybe you're coming up on finals. Maybe you just had some finals. Maybe relationships aren't going so well. Wherever you're at in life, you need to talk to somebody. There are live coaches available to chat at HopeNet360.com. So get Jason, Tara Kay, and Mike with us in the studio. And we're talking about some of our favorite memories uh, over the last 99 episodes or, or so on the show. And, uh, guys, I'm wondering, Tara, it's been a while since you've been on. You've been on about 12 or 13 episodes with us total, which is... It's pretty significant. Yeah, 13 is a good number. 13 is. It's a baker's dozen. It, it works for me. I wish I could have been on more. You can. There's definitely <laughs> more you could be on. You do know that in, in skyscrapers in Chicago, they don't have a floor 13. I do. I yeah. am aware. Actually, in a lot of buildings. Yeah, how weird. Thirteen. Yeah, so you go from 12 to 14, and you're going, hey, 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 I'm not that dumb. <laughs> do you always do the little... Do you, you know what? I do. I, when I feel like hey, I, I go, hey, I, I go. Wait a minute! I'm not that dumb. If hey, I'm on the 14th hey. floor, I'm on the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But regardless of you know, every floor, the rest of that building is off by one. Yes. So then, if you're on the 22nd floor, it's the 21st. So if they have a hundred floors, they've only really got 99 floors. You're right, and you know what? It's really weird because if you grew up in Chicago and stuff in a building, you feel like you're always being lied to. What floor are you on? Uh, 
Uh, uh, 17th. You are not. You're on the 16th. Well, maybe they were just preparing you for the Windy City. What? Well, it could be, but it's just like, you know, they lie a lot or something because they even say the bears are good and stuff like that. So, I mean, but down Ouch. there. Ouch. But do Ouch. they, now do they label though, like the first floor, do they label it as lower level and no. then one, two, three, four? Well, they no. Normally, lower level is below the ground, or lobby level, or normally. just L. That might yeah. then they might count one, two, three. But four. but it's like, and they may, they may. I mean, there are clever ways that people lie and cheat. I mean, there are clever ways. <laughs> Do you know a lot of clever ways? <laughs> well, yeah, I was in Chicago. <laughs> I was gonna say because you're a, you're, you're a Green Bay Packer. Fan, I am. So I am, and, and we know how to do things <laughs> right. <laughs> You just <laughs> we know how to do things right. Sure, it's very hard to beat somebody who does it right, and that's why we're always at the top. That's got to be one of my favorite things about this show is that all the digs on the Bears. That's just that's why we do this show. It's just become so easy now. I mean, they just make it so easy on themselves. Really, does to... anybody know? Does Lambeau Field have a row thirteen? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Do they? We're not superstitious about those things. We win anyway. Well, I, yeah, I just wondered if they really have a row 13, or we just assume they do. I, I wonder if the field itself has a row 13. Yeah, it does. If so, my respect for the Packers would go just through the roof, because they're not playing around with this superstitious stuff. they got to pack as many people in there as possible. I mean, you can't leave out the 13th row. They could have skipped 13, just like Chicago and their skyscrapers skipped 13. But Soldier Field probably didn't skip 13. I don't know. But speaking of favorite episodes, I think my 13th episode was probably my favorite so far. <laughs> what did we talk about on the 13th? I don't even remember. But I think um, the one, really the one that sticks out in my mind, I mean, they were all just really fun. But I really liked our Q&A show that we did a while ago. And I think it might have been one of the first ones in September last year. I don't remember what time. But we had just some questions that we had come up with and some of that our listeners had asked. And I just always think that's great because we want to know what our listeners want to know. Yeah. Or just even about us because I think sometimes, you know, we always talk about specific topics, but, you know, we have different guests on the show and everybody has different backgrounds. And it's good to get a perspective just from learning about life from different people who have lived it longer than others or a female versus a male or just, you know, yeah. different well, and especially the guys and girls part of it. I mean, we're usually a bunch of guys here on the show. So having your insight as a female, someone that can connect with ladies and young women all over and the struggles that you face. But I mean, just the interaction part of it, that is fun. I mean, just the different topics we get to have. And, you know, honestly, in life, there are times where you feel like you can't really talk to somebody about something because you differ with the ideas that they have. Maybe they're, I don't know if you want to say theology or just life philosophy, but you're kind of two different people. But I, I like the fact that we could be in the same room. We could talk about things and have different viewpoints on things and share our experiences because every one of our experiences is going to be different. I mean, Mike, you being a youth pastor, how you got into youth ministry, why you decided to get in youth ministry would be different than why I did or why Dave did or why Jason did or why Tara's involved. In it. So we all come from different backgrounds. And I think that's the, the beautiful thing. And a lot of times in life, that's the kinds of people that I hang around with are just we're just different people. We're only really the only reason we hang around with each other is because really of our relationship with Christ. I mean, when you think about it, the church is full of people that are from a whole wide range of diverse people and different backgrounds. Yeah, but you think that the people actually hang out with people who are diverse or do they try and hang out with people who are like them. I think we do naturally hang around with people that are like us. And I think a mark of maturity is when we decide to expand our horizons a little bit and not in a way where we start to dabble in different things, but that we actually care 
and we think of those kinds of people as not necessarily different from us, but that they might be more like us than we think. I agree with you. I'm just thinking, do do most people really, because as I go and I, I help churches and pastors and different ministries, and one of the things I find is that they really do start surrounding themselves with people who look like them, think like them, and, and they get like single personality, single focus, single uh, perspective. When really healthiness is having different parts of the body there, the knee, the elbow. I, I honestly don't think uh, that you need to want to go out to dinner with everybody you work with or, or that, you, it, you know, that kind of thing. I, I don't think you need to do that. But I think it's important that you have all of the body parts represented in both the ministry and in your life and in your inputs because of the fact that everybody sees things differently. And I think that's a weird concept because I think many people really push away people that are different than them instead of including them and understanding that there's a strength there that comes from really hearing a different viewpoint. You may not agree. You may not even like uh, certain aspects of what someone says or does or whatever, but I still think it's healthy. And I think uh, we try and do that on our programs where even, you know, my age difference with yours and, and Jason's and some of the others, I mean, we get to we get to poke around a little bit and, and see a different perspective because of that. And I enjoy that. I enjoy being able to just throw some diversity in there, knowing that it may not be right or wrong, but it's an important perspective. Yeah, I think we uh, naturally tend to attract to those that are close to us. Like when I was a cross-country and track runner, I kind of gravitated towards those that were cross-country and track runners. If you're a singer, you kind of gravitate towards those. Uh, we tend to gravitate towards people that are like us or like the same things that we do. And I think there was a time I grew uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I went to school at Liberty University, one of the most diverse Christian schools in the country. And then I lived in Washington, D.C. for a while. And it became a way of thinking of getting outside of my norms and hanging out with diverse individuals and diverse groups. In fact, I love my time in D.C. There hasn't been a time where I could hang out with so many different cultures, uh, learn, you know, so many different things about families, uh, family gatherings for some cultures are like these huge gatherings where there's just a lot of family, a lot of love and a lot of food. I love food. So I got to try a lot of different foods I had never tasted before. And so th- for me, it was a way of thinking, Hey, get outside of the box, learn something new, try something new, have some wonderful food that you've never had before. Cause, um, you never grew up with it. And I learned to actually love culture, uh, just the aspects of you learn so much from different people. And if you really want to have a well-rounded life, you get out there and you hang out with people that are totally different from yourself. And yeah. you learn a lot more about yourself and the world. So I think it's pretty cool. You do. I think it's a way of thinking. Yeah, you know what? I, in, in Wheaton, I, was a, uh, I went to Wheaton College. I was a football player and a hockey player. And when I, d- I started to date my wife, she sat first chair oboe. At Wheaton, and I'm going. What in the world's an oboe? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like talk about different worlds that clashed there. But I wouldn't trade that for anything. I mean, she has a totally different perspective on life, totally different everything. She was, I think, you would call her more um, a proper and everything. I was more uh, inner city and everything. And uh, I'm telling you, it was a, it's a great mix. And I encourage our our listeners uh, get involved in people who don't see the world like you do. It'll in, it it will enrich your life. Yeah, I think a lot of people wonder how in the world you begged that woman that you got to marry, Dave. So uh, anyway. many do, many do. <laughs> anyway. Bagged her. Yeah, bagged her. You I bagged her. her. <laughs> I'm gonna tell her. Just said I bagged you. <laughs> she was a good that's catch. A, that, that's a Northern Wisconsin phrase, right there. <laughs> he 
even got her to pay for the w- wedding ring. Oh, no. That's right. Just All be right, poor. Hey, join us on the tweet back. We would love for you to share your favorite moment with us on HopeNet Radio. If you have a favorite episode or a favorite thought or memory of one of our conversations or a moment that we had, join us on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTV, and the conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio and Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Chat with the live coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Also, while you're there, you can check out tonight's show notes. There's not a whole lot there. Maybe some past episodes. Maybe some thoughts that we had to share on the show tonight. You never know what you'll find on our show notes. Visit HopeNet360.com. Jeff, DW with you. Tara Kay, Jason, and Mike Ott with us tonight here. And, uh, guys, we've been chatting a little bit about our favorite episodes. One of them, Tara, one of your favorite moments anyway. I'm sure you've got a lot of other ones, as we all do, is you know the Q&A stuff, the questions that people will send us and talk about things that are happening in their life and ways that they're looking at life and trying to figure out what life is really all about. So, Jason, I'm kind of wondering, do you have any favorite moments or episodes or things that we talked about here on the show in the last 99? You mean besides that one time when Dave ate a peep? I didn't eat a oh. peep. I didn't eat a peep. Oh, wait, that's going to be this year when the Bears... <laughs> no. I will eat a peep if the Bears win the Super Bowl. I said go. that. But that's like the safest bet I ever made in my life. That's right. What if there was an app that you could put people's faces on a peep? There's, somebody's got to make one. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Some prisoner somewhere made one up, I'm sure. Personal <laughs> peeps. This is true. That's what actually one of the things I remember about um, my first time on the on being on the show was one of the first questions I was asked was, how do you feel about peeps? Yeah, well, uh, that's our, I'll never forget. Now that. we know yeah, how you feel. Process. So I was gonna say, I think that's standard. Yeah, we know how you feel <laughs> now, so you don't have to tell us anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jason was gonna tell us about his favorite episode. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what if I have a favorite episode per se. It's always fun, you know. You always get the conversations go different ways than you think they're gonna go, and that's the fun thing about it. But it's fun to to have differing opinions on here. Why do they go different ways? Don't don't you think you should know what you're talking about? Yeah, but then but then you say something very literal. <laughs> Blame me. Yeah. And then uh, and then it just goes a different way. So usually it's Dave's fault. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's been fun to talk and and even just to hear some uh, some feedback from our listeners. Feedback. Feedback. That's an interesting word. I didn't say feedback. I said feedback. I know, but I thought you guys were obsessed with bag feedback. Our feedback from our listeners. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. As long as they don't send you said us peeps. feedback. I mean, sometimes I do. I can't sleep at night because of all the ridicule I take for being a Bears fan. Yeah, you do. It, you, you do take a lot of that, but you deserve every bit of it. He needs an right. intervention. You know what? Here, here's the truth of the matter. You do not need to be a Bears fan. There's nothing requiring you to be a Bears fan. There's nothing requiring you to be a Packer. I know, but there was one day when I was converted. I remember the day. <laughs> yeah, and, you, and you went to the dark side. No, I remember the day. And unfortunately, it was during... Unfortunately, I know. It was unfortunately. Unfortunately, it was during the 85 season, I believe, when they when the Bears did win the Super Bowl. Was Good. that 85? Last time. It's been so long, I don't remember, but I think it was like 85, something like that. And and so I was, I was sitting here with a bunch of guys watching the Bear-Packer game, and, and I realized as I was watching it, I'm cheering for the Packers. I am not a Bear fan. 
<laughs> and that was it from that day on. And they all threw stuff at me when I announced it, like I was a bum and all that kind of stuff, because we all came out of Chicago. It was an announcement. You know, my, my house was only a half a mile away, but it was like my head was down, and it was like 10 miles walking through the snow with bare feet or something. I was so dejected from them rejecting me. So now every time if I do watch a Packer game, I do it with the lights out in my own living room with nobody over because I'm so ashamed of <laughs> of all the people around me that are getting mad at me because I'm a Packer fan. It's because oh, it's... they care about you. <laughs> see, it, it, it's biblical, lightness and darkness. You have yeah. to live in darkness now because Let's see, the Packers have a light uniform light. and the Bears have a dark one. Depends on the on the on the throwback yeah, I edition. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I did have a moment in life where I was converted. So I, you haven't yet. I understand that you're still living the way you grew up. I understand. He'll realize <laughs> one day that God must be a Packer fan, and, and you'll be, be converted. converted. Yes. So, as the only uh, Denver Broncos fan in the room, uh, who has the most wins, Packers or Bears, head to head? Packers, I believe, and Packers also have the most championships in the whole league. I might look that one up, Jason. I think the Bears have one or two games on the Packers, if I recall. I don't think so. If you recall, or if you Google it, um, if, it depends on whether you count the strike. The I better Google years. it. <laughs> I've been too busy Googling peep ass. Make sure the strike gears are in there. <laughs> if anybody knows of a peep app, send it to no, us. There's, a, there's a peep cupcakes app. Well, I don't know what it's about yet. It's kind of scary looking. Speaking of past episodes, <laughs> yes. I, I do I do remember a favorite memory was when uh, when we first discovered the invention of the selfie stick. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. Yes, that was a that good was one. that was a good episode. That was. I mean, that's I feel like it's more commonplace now than anything, but it was a good episode. Do you know that there are places where selfie sticks are banned? Totally banned. Where where are those? I believe Disney World. Disney World. Them. Really? Yeah. I and you know what what our listeners might not know, we've been talking about do we have bloopers or blooper episodes, but what you may not know, um, speaking of things on a stick, is that Dave actually has this shark puppet on a stick that he makes talk and dance, and that is something that our listeners do not get to see, but it was hilarious the first time that I saw the shark puppet. <laughs> <laughs> I will then, never forget that. Yeah, that usually means that Jeff is talking a little bit too long. So does a shark puppet hum? It does, and it hums in every language. <laughs> it does. Actually, you know what we should do? We should just do a live episode where we're all a puppet. Yeah. Oh. That would be kind of neat. We could do that. I got the puppets. You do? Yeah, Dave do. got the pee puppets. <laughs> I, I have a puppet. His name is Ronald Ewald. I have one. Ronald Ewald. <laughs> yes. Did you name him? Yep. <laughs> Why did you name him Ronald Ewald? Because he looks like my friend Ronald Elwert. Oh. And I just kind of made the name up. It went with him because he's, he looks like this Italian guy. And Ron is an Italian guy. So it's just that one puppet? So you is when you yeah. use the puppet, you're talking to the puppet, like the puppets don't talk amongst themselves? No. When, when my kids grew up, when my kids grew up, I thought, you know what? I was at this convention and there was this, you know how you see these displays and booths for like Sunday school teachers or whatever. And they had all these puppets. And I went and I thought, you know, it'd be really cool. My kids were really young then. I'm going to go get one of these and just pull it out once in a while and talk to my girls with <laughs> oh, it. Oh, you're that guy. You know? And so I bought, I bought a puppet, full length puppet there. And every once in a while I pull it out and, and I would just start talking to the girls in the living room with it. When they were young, it was hilarious. I mean, oh, yeah. it was just hilarious. One of them would hide. Because they thought, who is this weird little guy? And, and the other one would be fascinated. And you know what? If you have young kids, try that. That is so fascinating to watch them 
have you interact with this puppet. My wife didn't like the puppet after a while because she said he really brings out your obnoxious side. <laughs> you know I mean, it's like, it's like this puppet would always, he'd always be saying something. I would just look at my wife and go shrug my shoulders like, I didn't say it. The puppet said it. It's like his alter ego. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. In fact, I used to use it quite a bit, and both in speaking in places, just use it. And I was terrible. But this old, uh, there was a guy that used to speak with puppets all the time, and I said I could never use one. And he said, "Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. It, you got to realize something. You can even just use your mouth and just talk normally, just with a higher voice. If if you animate the puppet enough, nobody's looking at you anyway. <laughs> you know, they're looking at the puppet. This is just when I found this out about Dave, I was just shocked because if you've ever seen the movie What About Bob. In the movie, the dad, who's like a psychiatrist, he has the little, these little puppets that he, when the, his kids were little, he would make them converse with these puppets that they had a problem. And now that they're adults, he still makes them do that. So they were in a conflict. His adult daughter was in a conflict with him. And he said, Anna, get out your puppet. You know? And they couldn't have this conversation without their puppets. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't do that. I tell you what, I, I have pulled it out for other people's kids who came over and i've terrified them <laughs> <laughs> so note to self don't don't engage in a counseling session with could, dave with puppets could you imagine room. like trick-or-treating at dave's house or something? yeah no it's it's really kind of funny just because of the fact that you're 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 doing something that you know the kids will find fascinating if they're young enough like probably jason your son would be fascinated by this puppet oh yeah so oh. i should lend it to you Uh-oh. because he would be fascinated if you were talking in your living room to a little puppet like that and yeah. you know at first it depends on his personality but i've had him just sit there and kind of look out of the corner of their eye you know like what is that <laughs> and then you're just talking about stuff yeah and before you know it they're sitting there and the and the puppet's telling stories and, and they're listening <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Time to pass on the puppet. Robert Ewald gets a new family. Jeff, your kids are at the age two where that would be fun. I mean, it, honestly, it was one of the best investments I made. It, it was just one of those things. And I didn't leave it. I didn't have it out all the time because it would get old. Right. I would just bring it out every once in a while and just use it. And so it stayed kind of fresh. There's pictures. My wife has me doing it with the kids. And, and, and a couple of them, the, kid, the girls are just looking at this puppet with fascination. Like, wow. So, Dave, is this an acceptable form of being okay living in a fantasy world? Oh, yeah. It's where I get to say what I really want to say, but it's not me saying it. Oh, you're projecting those thoughts onto another being. Yeah. Onto the dummy. Yeah, and it depends. It depends. If it's really a good thought, I say, yeah, that came from me. If it was really stupid, I say, no, that was wrong. <laughs> Whether or not you like puppets or you're absolutely terrified with them, join us on the tweet back right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB. It's the 100th episode, so we can talk about whatever we want to talk about on this show. And uh, hopefully you're enjoying the conversation with us, and it will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. Hey, Katie, you better hurry. You don't want to miss my lesson on the Civil War. (laughs) On my way, Mr. Clark. Uh, What are you reading there? Oh, it's my Bible. Really? Um, You know, I'm not sure that's allowed here. Did you know that students have been told to stop reading their Bibles during free time at school, even though they have that right? Reading the Bible is a freedom that should be celebrated, not banned. That's why Focus on the Family is sponsoring Bring Your Bible to School Day for students on October 8th. On this day, thousands of students across the country will celebrate religious freedom and share God's hope by doing something simple yet powerful. They'll bring their Bibles to school. 
Sign up today at bringyourbible.org and get the participation guide. Last year, thousands of students in every state participated. This year, you can too. Join the movement and let your light shine on October 8th. Visit bringyourbible.org. That's bringyourbible.org. Bring it. Share it. Live it. What if athletic fields across the country were filled with students challenging each other to read the Word of God and come to faith in Jesus Christ? We know that none of this can happen without Him. It's only God that does it. Fields of Faith is coming to a field near you. It just gets the whole school fired up. Hi, this is Coach Burr inviting all students and student-athletes to get in the game and get in the book at Fields of Faith on Wednesday, October 14th. Check out the details now at HopeNet360.com slash F-O-F. Ready, break! It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW with you tonight on the show. Catch every single episode on your favorite podcasting app. Just go to HopeNet360.com slash podcast. And especially tonight, it is the 100th episode. We're excited. We're having a lot of fun here on the show and glad that you joined us. Dave, we've been chatting a lot about some of our favorite memories, some of the fun things we like to poke at about each other. I'm wondering kind of some of your favorite things looking back on the last 99 episodes or so. Is there something that you're remembering a lot of or things that you have always enjoyed talking about on the show? What's been your thoughts? You know what? I I like just uh, bringing things back to the simple. That's all. I think that when we get to do that, we help uh, people understand the way it should be. There's way too much complexity in the world. Just take a look at the confusion today that's out there over like gender identity and other things like that. People, there are so many variables, so many things that are confusing to people growing up. And when I read the Bible and I see what it says and I realize this isn't confusing, this is pretty simple. You know, I mean, even in what the Bible says about anybody, it's simple. There is a God. I'm not him. Right, that's simple. Now, how do I live because of that? So I, I love those moments on our program where we're talking and we can take something that many people think is very complex and, uh, and we can boil it down to the simple and say, no, here's how it really is. Here's how God made it. God didn't make life so that, that we make it so difficult to do that we can't enjoy it. We make it more difficult than it should be. And it's not difficult. So I think throughout the, the hundred episodes, the thing that I love is if we walk away from a program and at the end of it, I think, you know what? We said something in a very simple way that people could understand and actually use and apply. Then I think we've been successful. And I think we did something that God does all the time. If you look at Jesus, he always brought it back to the simple. Remember the, the woman that was caught in adultery and brought to him. He had a simple question. So which one of you is without sin? You throw the first stone. Here you go. That was pretty simple, you know, and the answer was, well, none of us think get out of here. You know, I mean, when he would look at people, he would often just boil it down to something very simple. You know, when he was done talking to somebody whose life was a wreck, he'd go, you know what? I, I know your life's a wreck and, and God's about mercy and grace or whatever. Now go and sin no more. Oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty simple. Hmm. Yeah. We make things too complex. Instead of looking for ways to be successful, we begin to look for loopholes. Uh, the illustration I love giving is, you know, how long is the Constitution actually? How long would it take somebody to read that? Do you know anybody? I don't think it was that long. Not very long. No. It's a pretty short document. Maybe five minutes most. Yeah. How long is the average bill coming out of Congress today? 7,000 pages. Yeah, it's like over 6,000. I forget what it was. 
Now, why is it that today, we, when we say something, it takes us 6,000, 7,000 pages? And, and the founding fathers could say it in just a very short, simple document. Yeah. And what happens in time is that's what happens to all of us. Marriage. You know, I've heard people talk about marriage being such a difficult thing and all this. And I'm thinking, you just made this so complicated that nobody would want to get married. It's not that complicated. You know, there's a guy, there's a girl, they commit to each other for life and they die to themselves. There you go. Have a good marriage. It'll work. <laughs> I just think we make everything way too complicated. It becomes like the tax code. And we've said this on the program and it's one of my favorite illustrations. See, the tax code drives me absolutely insane. <laughs> And I'm not sure why. I'm not even in the bracket where I have to deal with a lot of it. But I actually had to turn it over to my wife to do all of our taxes because I would go insane. I would literally you know, have a white coat and they'd tie my hands behind my back and stuff. And I'm thinking, I have a master's degree in education. I know how to read this stuff. And I still can't make heads or tails out of what they're talking about. <laughs> um, it would be so much easier if the government just said, send us 10% of your money. Okay, that I can do, and it wouldn't drive me nuts, and I could be done in five minutes, and everything's over. Instead, we love making it complicated because we love loopholes. Yes. And we love to figure out why we don't have to do what we're supposed to do. And I think uh, HopeNet 360 radio programs that we do are getting out there saying, let's simplify it again. Let's not try and get out of doing what's right. Let's make it simple. There's a God. You're not him. There is sin. Let's talk about it. Here's what God did. We understand mercy and grace. And, and it becomes something that, that really gives answers to real life in a real simple way rather than being so complicated that everybody leaves scratching their heads and I can't get there. So I know that's not one episode that I'm saying is my favorite, but it is the concept that I think uh, that keeps me going here. I want to continue to do this for many uh, episodes to come and try and make it as simple as possible because I, I think in that realm we're, we're going to be able to help the maximum amount of people. Yeah, but we're not going to simplify the tax code for you. That's no. somebody else's gig. Someone else can do a podcast on that. That's not something that I really want to wade through and, and talk about. Or the formula for peeps even. Hey, did you ever read the ingredients on some of that stuff? I read where it was made. Yeah, but did you ever read the ingredients? I mean, it's like four miles long. Hey, I mean, nah. that's what I'm talking about. It's so complicated. You don't even know what you're eating. The ingredients are four miles longer. The marshmallow. And anything. Marshmallow, go, go look in the store. sugar. That's all it is. There's not yep. that many ingredients. <laughs> marshmallow. Corn syrup, sugar, corn syrup, uh -huh. gelatin, cocoa powder contains less than 0.5% of the following ingredients. Natural and artificial flavors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just marshmallow. You know what I like? I, if I pick up something in the store, you know what I like it to say? I look at the ingredients and I'd like it to say beef. <laughs> It's what's for dinner. That's it. Beef. Nothing after it. Heat. Nothing before it. Just well, beef. But it has to at least beef. identify if it was made in a place that manufactures peanuts or yeah. soy or something. I don't want beef made in a place that manufactures peanuts. <laughs> I want it to say beef. Now, is this... You know, what did I just say? I want it simple. Is that gluten-free? I want yeah. it simple. I want to go somewhere. And if somebody hands me peanuts, I would like to look at the ingredients on the jar and it say peanuts <laughs> so you know what i mean if if i were to give you a grass-fed peep would you eat it a grass-fed peep yeah um, no no because there's too many ingredients at this point how, just need to simplify how, things as dave was yeah, saying before how about a beef peep no there's, one that tastes like beef because you would have to add all the ingredients on that wrapper that she just read to the beef 
Well, that's how they would kill it. Have you guys ever shopped at Woodman's? Absolutely. Yeah, okay, now I love Woodman's, so this could be an advertisement for I don't know. But but here's what happens when I walk in Woodman's. I need a loaf of bread, right? Yep. I stand there for days staring (laughs) at the the bread. Yeah. Why? Because it's too complicated. (laughs) There's too many. Which aisle do you stand in? That's the question. In one of them. (laughs) You know, eventually, what I really like is if I go to a little grocery store in a corner of, of, you know, a podunk USA, whatever it is, and I walk in there, they got, you want bread? Over there, there's a loaf. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I got no decisions. Yeah. I'm going to grab the loaf of bread on did the shelf, and I walk an, out. Did you know there's an annual peep-off? A peep-off? There's a peep-off. I don't even want yes. to know about it. It's it, held in Maryland on the first Saturday after Easter, mm-hmm. when peeps are je- greatly discounted. <laughs> <laughs> to see, 50 cents instead of 99 cents. To see, Road and trip. here's the thing. How many peeps they can eat in 30 minutes? It's like oh, the game man. Chubby Bunny, because that you just shove marshmallows <laughs> no. in your mouth. That's the same thing. Not a good idea. <laughs> Do they have emergency room doctors Guess there. Guess the record holder how many he ate in 30 minutes. Two. Was he a bear fan? <laughs> the record holder. It would be uh, how many peeps in how long? In 30 minutes. In 30 minutes? Oh, wow. 30 minutes. 30 minutes of shoving peeps down your throat? So if I were to give you as many peeps as you want, how many do you think you could fully digest I don't think I could watch into your that. mouth and down the esophagus in 30 minutes? Without going to the emergency room. And no room. water included. The emergency room. I don't you know, know I, have, I am totally clueless on this one. I mean, I have Rumble. no idea how many peeps Just a guy could eat. take a guess. Eat. Take a guess. Um, Realistic. 30. If you did uh, one a minute, that'd be 30, no, 60. Way more I'm going with 120. No, it can't be more. 102. Ooh. 102 peeps in yes. 30 minutes. Yes. And what was his name? 102 peeps. His name was Dave Smith. Robert Ewald. God rest his soul. <laughs> Peeper Piper. Peeper Piper was his name. My goodness. A 102. So there you go. That's... That is unbelievable. Yeah. That is that's uh, almost. That, there's something not right about certain things, and there's something not right about. That's that. almost like one peep per episode of, for our show. You know, if you were to eat one peep per episode, mm-hmm. did you have to make that analogy? Yes, <laughs> I wouldn't be on the show anymore. <laughs> it's no. your daily dose of no. peep, along with hope. Anyway, then. back to my favorite is making it simple, and and I always am amused when I pick up like a a box of cereal in the store, and I just want to see what's in there. And and what's in there is like half the box long in small print, and I'm thinking, can't you just put like wheat in there, and something else, and and be done with it? So that's my point. That's what I think. Hope Net 360 does. It boils it down to it's just beef. It's just go. beef. There's yeah. that rule, you know. Keep keep it simple, stupid. That was like always the when you're giving a speech or something. That was the yeah, was acronym they told us. You know, kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. And join us on the tweet bag. This is sounding like the tweet bag. If you guys have listened to any of our past episodes, you're going to get it. If you're just tuning in, you're like, what is going on? We're celebrating our 100th episode here on HopeNet Radio, and the conversation will continue right here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Check out tonight's show notes at hopenet360.com. Also, while you're there, if you need to, there are live coaches standing by there to chat with you about whatever's going on in your life. And uh, we'd love to connect with you on our tweet back as well. We're hanging out on Twitter for a little bit longer tonight. Tweet, tweet. We'd love to connect with you. Use the hashtag HNRTB and be a part of this 100th episode conversation. 
And it's been a little bit silly. We want to turn a little bit to getting a little bit more serious on the show. Not that peeps can't be a serious thing, but we're going to post some of those records that Jason has been Googling for the past 15 minutes there for us on the show notes there on our website. So we didn't really get to cover, Mike, your favorite episode, but it kind of leads into where we're headed here. And I wanted to know your thoughts Favorite moments, favorite episode? I had a, a lot of great times over the past probably year and a half, and I uh, love being on the show, love uh, hanging out with you and Dave. Out of all the times I was able to complete an actual series with you guys, uh, you guys is a Pennsylvania term if you know, if you're listening. <laughs> it's a Wisconsin uh, term, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel right at home now. The series, which is funny because Thanksgiving's uh, right around the corner, uh, the Thanksgiving series. I was able to make every episode and just be able to build off each week. And uh, great series. Uh, I was looking back over that. And I was thinking of the time I brought the teenagers in on the missions trip, and uh, they were able to share a little bit about their experiences. And then as a youth pastor, I got to sit back and actually like listen to them. And uh, they've made some great decisions. And uh, I remember one one of the ones that was on the show, Bree, she, uh, she had started going to church when I was beginning my youth pastor career here in Green Bay. And uh, she gave her life to Christ at camp. Got connected into youth groups, been doing a lot of stuff, did the mission trip, came to me about a week before, uh, see you at the poll and asked about, hey, you know, what should I do? What if I'm the only one to show up? I was like, well, maybe go see if you can find some friends before that. And uh, she went out and was uh, proactive and found some friends and ended up being at see you at the poll and praying over her school. And f- seeing her make that change, that was huge for me as a youth pastor. And just seeing her on the show and talking about the mission trip, those are some of my best memories. Mm. My favorite episode when I was thinking about was Hope for the Future, which was like at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Uh, I was looking back over that a little bit. And I remember I made that crazy statement about the Chicago Cubs might win the World Series yeah. uh, because of the Back to the Future movie and stuff. And they've had a great year, so um, you can't count anything out, but we'll see. <laughs> you know, just the, the aspect of, you know, the hope for the future. And as we look back over the last, you know, 100 episodes, some of them, you know, I was part of, some that I wasn't, some that you were part of, Tara, some that Jason, you know, you and Dave. Um, there's been some great shows. There's been some um, funny remarks, comments, peeps, all that kind of fun stuff, selfie sticks. Uh, but then there's been that serious stuff, um, those conversations where we have that. I sit back even after the show and I'm like, wow, I never thought about it that way. And so for me, it's been a great experience. I've been able to work a little bit on my speech. Uh, I know Jeff, first time I came on, I was like, um, every other word. So like, um, Jeff kind of helped me work on that a little bit. So I've learned a lot and grown from it and look forward to what we're looking forward to in the next hundred. Yeah. And that's, that's interesting that you say that because, you know, we're looking forward to where we're going. And quite honestly, I don't know where these conversations will go. We'll put notes together and some thoughts and maybe some common things that you see in the blogosphere on Facebook, social media, that sort of stuff. But in reality, the thing we always go back to on the show is that we're going to talk about things that matter to teens, young adults, and parents. And we're going to talk about faith because I think a lot of times we struggle. Every single one of us struggles to talk about our faith. And especially with those who don't quite understand it, how do we talk about those things? How do we you know, begin a conversation and talk to our friends about our faith? And even those that may go to church, they may have some kind of understanding of it, how do we go deeper? How do we understand things that we don't quite understand today, you know, about faith and about God and about life and how we're supposed to live? And just like Dave said, we'd love to simplify things. Not that life is going to get necessarily simpler, 
But hopefully, just like in football or anything else we talk about, eventually life begins to slow down because you're seeing things from a different perspective. You're seeing things from maybe a few steps ahead than you were before that. And it's because you had someone in your life that was able to talk to you and mentor you. I think we talk a lot about mentorship on this show. That's one of the things that I found in this show is listening to Dave talk, listening to, you know, even Jason, Mike, Tara, all you guys bring your ideas together. And in a way, it's like we're mentoring each other. And how many times in our lives do we look back and think of all the different people that we've had in our lives? I know growing up, I only had a few mentors in my life. I only had a few select people that were able to speak into my life in such a way where it didn't just let me to stay where I was at in my life, but it actually challenged me to step out and to take a step further in my faith and go deeper. And not that they knew what that step was necessarily, but they said, you know what, here's what I'm seeing, here's what I'm hearing, here's what I... I I'm hoping for you. Here's what has happened in my life when I did something like this, where I, I took a step out and they said, hopefully for you, you'll find that Christ is going to come in and he's going to change things up and it might be uncomfortable, but here's the deal. You need to go further. You need to take a step out. You need to actually challenge yourself and not just stay in the status quo. And I think that's whether we go that in the next hundred episodes, whatever it is, we're always going to go in a way where we're not going to settle for the status quo of what is easy or comfortable to talk about, peeps or football or any of those things or whatever Tara wants to bring to the show. It's, it's always looking forward to where we're at today is not where we're going to be tomorrow, next year. And in some ways, we can even look back on our lives, guys, and say the last two years have really been years where... I'm not that same person. I mean, Tara, you're in a different place completely in in some ways from where you once were working with refugees. And I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that, but, you know, we're all at different points in our life and our journey than we were, you know, even when we started on the show. Yeah, that's definitely, I'm definitely in a different place. Combining something that I used to, I, I mean, I, I went to school actually for international multicultural studies. So I always had an interest in other cultures and I wanted to be a missionary and travel overseas and then did missions work with trafficking victims in Las Vegas. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll stay in the United States for a while. And then after coming back, it was difficult to transition into whatever was next, whatever God had next for me. But then it was kind of neat because in the meantime, now um, World Relief, since I had been gone, World Relief was established in Oshkosh and I had volunteered with them for a while and then got hired on in April as the volunteer and resource coordinator there. So it was a neat opportunity for me to get involved in something that I had had an interest in for such a long time, but had been focusing on on working with women and and young girls, which I still do and love to do. Um, That's still very much my passion, but it's great working with people from other cultures, especially I had no idea really that there were that many people from other countries in the Fox Valley. And now it's um, interesting for you guys here in this area in Northeast Wisconsin. So we're actually, we have opened an office in Appleton too. So it's um, Oshkosh and Appleton. And we are going to be opening um, a small office in Green Bay. Really? And resettling Somali refugees in Green Bay. Wow. So it's one of the things that I've always loved to do, whether it was, whether it was working with trafficking victims or working with refugees is just reaching out to the church, especially in, in showing people that there are so many ways to get involved with people in your own community that are hurting or that are vulnerable. And really that, um, ties in with trafficking because if we're helping to meet the needs of those who are the most vulnerable, whether it is somebody from another country or a young teen who, you know, struggling with 
just identity and, and is uncomfortable with who they are. Those are vulnerabilities that if what we do on this show really helps to meet those needs so that they're not looking for that in the wrong places because there is always somebody who's ready to meet those needs in the wrong way. And I see that all the time with girls who fall into trafficking or sexual exploitation is because they didn't have people speaking positively in their life to really tell them that they're worth something and, and the trafficker or whoever is trying to lure them is always telling them, you know, things that he knows that they want to hear. But we want to have people to be able to be in the lives of young people, especially telling them, this is who God says you are. And just really positive, being a positive influence so that they make good decisions and, and don't fall into those lies that other people are telling them. Obviously, we're all on a journey. And one of the interesting things is it's just like in uh, football, what they teach you is you never know what's coming at you, but you need to learn to recognize it very quickly and respond to it quickly. And that's what we do here. We, we try and use the experience to say, here, here's what we know is happening out here. Here's what we know is true in the Bible. Let's position ourselves time and time again after you see it so that when it comes to you, you're, you're in a right position to, to um, take care of it in a, in a way that you can actually win through the situation. So keep it simple and keep moving forward and see how God works in Kara's life or anyone's life. You see God working and you're excited about it. And we, we love to be a part of that. Stay with us. The conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. The 100th episode is wrapping up. I can't believe it, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Jeff, DW, Jason, Terke, Mike Ott with you tonight on the show. And it's been so fun. We've had a lot of guests, a lot of different voices. This is just a small snippet of those. I'm, I know Kyle and Todd with us for a, a short season of their life, and now I know both of them are married. Crazy to think about because when they were on the show, they weren't marriage material. Just kidding. Ouch. <laughs> so if they're listening, guys, I, you've always been married. Great guys. It's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of different guests on the show. And uh, it's it's really something that even in my life, as you guys were talking about mentoring and some of the things that we talk about, there have been things that have really impacted my life as well. And in a way where it's kind of like that football thing we were talking about, how life begins to slow down a little bit because you start to look at life, you process things differently. No longer are things happening to me, but now I realize that I might not have control over something, but in my own life, God still has control in a lot of ways when I thought I had it all under control. And so there are things that we've talked about on the show that have been insights for even me. And I know it's kind of a weird thing to say because I'm the host of the show. But at the same time, I don't have it all figured out. None of us here on the show have it all figured out. But yet we bring our own perspectives, our experiences, things that God is showing to us in our own life and saying, hey, this is something happening in my life. Can we talk about this? And that's what we do on this show. We have those honest conversations, real conversations. You guys get to be a part of that. Anytime you have a thought and you want to share with us, you can send us an email at hope at hopenet360.com or go on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV. We're also on social media on Facebook, on Tumblr. So if you're following us there, you can leave us some messages. We'll get those and, and maybe tie them into the show. But they were talking in the break about how life kind of slows down when you understand the fundamentals. And I think it's important that as we go to the next 100 episodes or wherever we go, that we talk about some of these fundamentals on the show. Can you talk a little bit about that? Maybe share some of the thoughts that we were, we were talking about? A lot of times what happens is when there's a problem in life, we try and uh, find answers right then. And, and you know, you should try and find answers, but really it's best if you have answers before the problem. 
uh, when we used to play football, and, and I remember I went and watched the Packers. I got invited on the practice field itself, and I was watching them practice. Reggie White was there, that kind of thing. And I was really looking forward to it because I thought, man, I, I played in high school. I played in college. I'd love to see what these guys do in practice. And I went there, and it was very disappointing because they were doing the same things I did in high school there, the same things. And I thought, don't you guys ever learn this? I mean, isn't it? Don't you have it down by now? And And what was amazing to me, is that what they had to do is keep going over the fundamentals and over the fundamentals and over the fundamentals so that when it came at them full speed, they knew what to do. And they didn't have to think about it. They just did it automatically. And what's happening is because they were taught to respond at a slower pace, when the fast pace came, they were able to react correctly. Normally, you don't want someone to react in life unless they have practiced responding correctly. And that's really what I see uh, our show in the future doing. I mean, we, we need to continue to go over the fundamentals and go over. This is what, you know, slow it down. Here's what we know. Here's what we understand. Here's what you have to be thinking about. Why? Because you're going to have a curveball thrown at you in the, in, in the future here. There, there's going to be sickness. There's going to be death. There's going to be disappointment. There's going to be all kinds of things come your way. And, and we want you to react correctly because those things come at you full speed. But if you do not have the practice and you have not practiced responding, then there's no way for you to react correctly. So I know people have given whole messages on don't react, respond. Some have said don't respond, react. I, I, I don't want to get into that. I, I'm just saying that really a, a proper reaction needs to be based on a proper responding that you've practiced over and over again. Because when it comes at you full speed, when life comes at you full speed, mm -hmm. you don't have time to start thinking it through. You need to know what the fundamentals are at that point. And that's what I look forward to, Jeff, in, the, in, in, the, in some of the episodes to come, that we can be a part of people's lives and help them prepare for whatever is in front of them by making sure that they have the fundamentals very soundly in their lives. And, and I invite our listeners... You know, if they have questions or they're concerned about things or they're wondering about future, whatever, get a hold of us. Go to the tweet back or go, go you know, by email or, or however you want to get a hold of us. Get a hold of us or go to the coaches that are waiting for you. You know, go to hopenet360.com and talk to the coaches there or go back and download all 100 episodes. Everyone listening should go do that. Let's see if we can crash the server or something. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> and get some of those episodes and listen to them. Not with it in mind that this is an entertaining program for you, although we don't mind if it is at times, but because you want to keep going over the fundamentals, go over the fundamentals and go over the fundamentals so that in the future you're successful at what you do. Well, and here's the deal. Every one of us needs the fundamentals. We do. I mean, right? And Terry, you were talking about that in the break, too, about how in life sometimes we get around certain people and we just sometimes take it for granted, you know? I mean, the fundamentals. And sometimes you think, well, it's boring. It's like I just read this same thing, you know, or I just had the same conversation. Or they just preach the same message. They're, they're always talking about Jesus. You know, isn't there something more? And in life, we have to constantly go over the fundamentals. Why? Because they're fundamental. I mean, they, they help us formulate our decisions, the choices that we make in life. I think especially as teenagers, even young adults, even once you get in your 30s, and Dave, I'm sure you can test the same thing, you're still looking at those fundamentals in life because, again, you're trying to make wise decisions. You're trying to make the right choices. You're trying to do the right thing at the right time. Yeah. And if you know the fundamentals, if you can lean in and just trust that they're going to hold up, that's what fundamentals do, the foundations do, then you can make those wise decisions. You don't have to be afraid in a lot of ways. Not that life doesn't throw you curveballs and maybe you are scared for a little bit, but the reality is we trust in the fundamentals. And what's the foundation of our faith? 
Well, it's in Christ. And Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Aaron Rodgers keeps working on his footwork. He keeps working on his footwork. Well, he's the best there is. Why is he working on that? Doesn't he get it? No. You got to keep working on it because you're going to need it all of a sudden. Yep. And you, you can't think about it when you're in the middle of the play. You got to just do it automatically. So you have to keep going over it and you will lose it if you don't keep going over That's it. That's what I was going to say. If you don't use it, you lose it. Absolutely. We had, so one of the new things that I had started probably since the show is, um, I just have started ballroom dancing and I'm actually learning to be a teacher now. Yuck. And one of the things that we talk about this in class, though, with a peep in your mouth, my teacher always said, um, you know, you have that phrase practice makes perfect. But he said, no, that's not correct. It's perfect. Practice makes perfect. And not that we're supposed to be perfect, but it was like what Dave was saying. If you practice right, then in when you're actually doing it and in for dance or football or anything, any kind of sport, especially when you practice, it develops muscle memory. Mm -hmm. So it's like those fundamentals, like growing up in church sometimes and I just memorized scripture and then I went to a Christian college and we had to dissect scripture and all that. And it just felt like, do I really know what this means? I'm just regurgitating this stuff over and over. But then things would come up in life and it was like, oh, yeah, I practiced this stuff and now it's actually happening. So we want the best result. I think my whole analogy just fell apart with ballroom (laughs) dancing. (laughs) You laugh, but it is very, it's a very difficult thing to do. I'm just saying, I'm just saying how I feel. I, you know, I'm just saying. No, but I think you're right. I think the more that we do something, the more it becomes our second nature. And I think that's that's true even with our faith. The reason that it's so important for us to be in the Word and to have that relationship with God is because if we don't do that on a regular basis, then our response, as Dave was talking about, won't be the right response. But it, it, it's one of those things that if you're in the Word, if you're if you're working on your relationship with God and actually, you know, in a, in a sense, practicing that, then as you respond to situations in life, you will respond out of your relationship that you have with God. Quick analogy that I use all the time with young people is that, you know, I could say I'm the best football player or basketball player I want. But if you never see me out there on the basketball court, you know, practicing my dribbling, shooting free throws, you know, how much of a basketball player am I? Or even in the example of, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he practices all the time. And it's so that his response is the right response all the time. Well, the same goes with our, with our faith. If we're not daily practicing out the fundamentals of our faith, then that response isn't naturally going to happen. We need to train ourselves for that. That's good words. Jason, Mike, Tara, thanks for joining us for this 100th episode. It's been a lot of fun with you guys. It has been. Yeah, it's been great. Peep on. There we go. (laughs) Peep on. (laughs) Little party favor. Yes. Happy 100. All right. 100 episodes, guys. It's been a lot of fun hanging out with you tonight. Join us on the tweet back. We'd love to hear from you guys as you're listening to the show. Use the hashtag HNRTV if you're on Twitter. You can shoot us an email at hope at hope360.com anytime you'd like. And also, don't forget, you can check out tonight's show notes. We've got some stuff there. Of course, the records. If you're really interested in some peep records, I don't know why you would be, but we might even post the record between the Packers and the Bears just for the fun of it on the show and some other show notes as well. We're going to talk about fundamentals here coming up in the next few shows, so join us for that. Anytime, you can go and download the podcast at hopenet360.com slash podcast. And for all of us here on the show, thanks so much for joining us for these first 100. We'll see you guys online and next week. Bye. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.